The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 7th of August, 2021. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Great show lined up for you. Sorry I had to miss last week, but hey, that was due to technical difficulties, but got a show lined up for you anyway. In just a little bit, you're going to hear an interview that I conducted with Z. Yes, they call her Z. She's with the band Reign of Z. Yes, we had a great conversation, and later on in the show, second hour, I had a conversation with Vicki Davis, who's right out of here, right out of Idaho. Yes, indeed. And uh, you're going to hear some changes to the commercial lineup as well. Um, unfortunately, I'm not uh, playing any more other show promos. This is all commercials and PSA's public service announcements. Anyway... Let's get this show started. This is the latest single from Reign of Z. This is called Ignite. I'll be back with the interview with Z right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Children in backseats of cars cause accidents, and accidents in backseats of cars cause children. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. I am proud of my heritage. I am a feminist. I believe in marriage equality. I am pro-choice. I am pro-life. I believe that there is a God. I'm not so sure. I am a Christian. I'm a Muslim. I believe there is no God. I'm bisexual. I am transgender. I am unique. I have something important to say. Everything we say is protected under the First Amendment. Express yourself. Don't allow yourself to be silenced. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Ignite by Reign of Z, and it is my pleasure to welcome Z herself to the show out of Pennsylvania. How you doing today? I'm good, Billy. How are you? Hey, I got no complaints and uh, wouldn't do me any good if I did anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a, like a true working class individual. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So my first question, uh, for those who are not familiar with Reign of Z, why don't you give a little background and tell the listeners about the band? Sure. So this is like my my tagline that I've got kind of some small notoriety around. 
Reign of Z is a working class band. Everything that we do is DIY in-house. Um, we do obviously have some outside parties to help facilitate some things like obviously me being able to meet somebody like yourself. We, we do have a publicist. Um, but for the most part, Reign of Z is a working class shock rock, heavy metal band. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of the band. They're called uh, once human. They're also female fronted. Um, and, uh, I think they're awesome, but, uh, uh, you're, you're very similar to them. Uh, however, um, the, when I, when I listen to you uh, one moment, I will hear some act, some singing, then I will hear a death metal black scream, which I was I was like shocked when I heard that. I'm like, wow, she's she's <laughs> got the black scream nailed. I mean, not oh, so, well, thank you. I mean, not since uh, Philip Anselmo have I heard someone do it that well. Well, I appreciate that. I've been actually doing that for a long, long time. Um, like. Howard Jones from Killswitch Engage and Amy Lee and I I was classically trained and was a theater major and I still go to a voice coach that teaches me how to do all those crazy things that <laughs> that you hear on on our records and and singles and whatnot. So I, I have a very good team that keeps me healthy and teaches me how to do it. <laughs> and you know the sound of your voice too. Obviously, I love that friendly tone. Uh, but uh, when some when someone looks at your picture, um, obviously, oh, uh, I know. yeah, you, I ca- you have the what I what I call the Linda Blair eyes. I mean, you don't have the Linda Blair look. You could, uh, yeah, you almost have to put on a mask to do that. But uh, you got the Linda Blair eyes. <laughs> it, it's so funny because this cracks me up because every like people won't talk to me like, and it makes me sad because like. <laughs> I truly am like a nice person. So I, or at least I try to be. So it cracks me up when I hear people like, I was so intimidated. I was so afraid of you. I'm just, I'm five foot two. So (laughs) there's not really a lot to me to begin with. (laughs) So that, that's so funny. It goes to show you like what the internet can give perceptions of, you know what I mean? Well, just think back to uh, Blues Brothers 2000 that was made just a little over 20 years ago. And uh, what uh, Dan Aykroyd, as uh, Elwood Blues said, don't smile and look mean. But he definitely was not mean. (laughs) It's true. And, you know, intimidation factor does work in the sense I always tell my mom, you know, when we go out on the road, I'm like, nobody's going to rob us. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to, I probably, I say that now and now somebody's like challenge accepted, but <laughs> you know, n- nobody's going to mess with us. Cause we all look, you know, mean, but at, at the end of the day, we're, we're all people that just like love our animals and, you know, we're just kind of like isolated creatures. So we, we do really, we do love our people at the end of the day, which is so funny to me. <laughs> I mean, well, you have to have some kind of personification for your act. And, and uh, you know, I mean, th- that's just who you are on stage. When you're off stage, you're you're a different person and people need to see that. At least that's my opinion. 
Absolutely. I, I always say the person on stage is the person that I aspire to be in everyday life. And she's definitely a part of me, obviously. Otherwise, it, it wouldn't come out because, you know, when I'm off stage, I'm actually very quiet. Um, I'm really goofy. I don't take myself seriously. Um, as you can tell, like, I, I try to be very, you know, friendly and approachable. But, you know, that part of me on stage is definitely somebody who, you know, doesn't take any shit and she's, she's pissed off and she wants to be heard. That, that definitely lives in me, but I kind of saved that for the stage. Well, that's, that's just part of rock and roll always has been, always will be. When you get, when you get on that stage, you know, that's, even if you are pissed off, it's, it's a perfect outlet to let out that aggression. Oh, absolutely. I tell my mom all the time. That's why I'm not in jail. because because i have i have that outlet i'm not in jail and i'm not in the psych ward because i have that outlet so thank goodness for that well it going up on stage and uh performing is definitely safer than the way i let out um i let out my anger i i used to i used to box so (laughs) oh get out that's awesome (laughs) i mean still you know i'm going i'm going in there and uh, I know I'm going to hurt him or he's going to hurt me or we're going to hurt each other, you know. So, I mean, there's no way um, you're going to get in the ring and not get busted up a little bit. You know, at least up on the stage, you're not going to get busted up. <laughs> or you hope, or, you know, nobody hits you, you know, by accident with a guitar or, you know, you go to stage dive and you hope that God somebody catches you. <laughs> so, those those definitely can happen, but yeah, absolutely. Mad respect to the fact that you are boxing. I, I've done a couple very amateur boxing classes, and like after one class, my hands hurt, and I was so sore. So, like, kudos to you. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Oh, I, I just got to tell you, I mean, I, uh, for my, my last fight when I was 30 years old, I was really determined and I sought out the best. So, I, I trained with former WEC light heavyweight champion and uh oh man I mean he he floored me and cut me with a jab but uh, uh when I when I got in the ring there was no way my opponent could hit me the way he hit me so wow wow that's I mean like I said I I watched the Tyson fight um and even at his age, like he put so many people to shame with like his athleticism. Like uh, I have so much respect for people who can not only like take those punches, but also can deliver those punches. I mean, that's, <laughs> Oh yeah. You, my hat's off to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but enough about me. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I do have to ask, uh, cause I, I believe you're the first I've talked to some, I used to live in Reading, PA, and I remember there were some some bands out there. I remember this was in 2005. Uh, one band called I Want to Kill You. There was they were from somewhere between Philadelphia and Reading, somewhere in that area. You know, in the uh, when I first started this show, I was living in Ohio, and uh, where I don't miss the weather out there and the snow off of Lake Erie, I miss the uh, local music scene a lot. I mean, going from Iowa all the way out to where you are in the Pittsburgh area. But, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't talked to too many people in the Pittsburgh area. 
But uh, would you say that the still the local music scene uh, going out to Pittsburgh is still pretty rich too? Well, I definitely think I think Pittsburgh has a lot of talented people, and I'm not just saying that. Like I've been so blessed with a lot of local musicians. Like obviously now with Reign of Z, like we're national, but we because you know we're going on with combi christ and stuff but we did start locally and so many bands that i had the you know the pleasure of sharing the stage with that are so talented and like they just wouldn't get a good crowd or like people just weren't interested and i'm like are you kidding me like these people are so good like i could see them playing with like corn or stained i just think I think the downfall in Pittsburgh is our advertising here is just garbage and people just don't know about the shows. You know what I mean? Like in LA, it's different stuff's constantly like in your face on social media, like in magazines, on billboards where like in Pittsburgh, like I've talked to so many people like, Oh, you played last week. And I said, yeah. They said, Oh man, I didn't even know about it. And I'm like, well, son of a gun. You know what I mean? You gotta be kidding me. So I think that's the downfall to our city is just our advertising is just not, you know, where it should be to get these local bands and, and touring bands, the, you know, the recognition that they deserve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, one to note too, is uh, you're now currently touring with somebody that I had on the show about uh, almost what three, four years ago and Andrew W boss. And uh, <gasps> yeah, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's something else. Them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm no longer uh, on the other side of the uh, Mississippi. I'm actually very close to where Andrew's from. And that's uh, of, of course I'm in Idaho and he's in, uh, he's in Utah. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's good to see him moving up, too, since I last talked to him as well. Oh, my gosh. We had so much fun with him. And I'll tell you what, we, me and the ROZ camp were talking, like, this past tour that we just got home from, everybody on the tour was just so incredibly nice. And just everybody wanted everybody to win. And I thought that was so cool because, a lot of times when you play with other bands, it's like a competitive thing or people are kind of catty, not always, but you do run into that. And everybody on this tour was super nice. And they, everybody watched each other's set and everybody was genuinely a fan of every band. So I just thought that was just so cool. I've never experienced anything like that. The way it should be. That's awesome. I agree. <laughs> yes. I agree. I now I do have to ask as as uh, I don't think I need to say how bad last year sucked for society, um, um, but um, you know I watched the one video you have on YouTube the the concert you did last year, basically uh, with no crowd it seemed like you were just performing for fans online, but what are you know, despite how bad everything sucked with COVID going on and everything, what are the positives you think you can take out of that time frame? Well, <laughs> I, I would say we got a lot of writing done, which now we're ready to go into the studio and record. Like I had so much time to write so, so much, which was a blessing. And also I, 
I kind of had time to just, I feel like this is such a taboo statement now in, in 2021, but I had a lot of time to like self care. Do you know what I mean? Like all the doctor's appointments that I needed to make, I was able to do to make sure that I was healthy. I was dealing with like some GI issues that I wanted to obviously deal with before we went out on tour again, but it kept putting it off to the side because we were so busy. So, and I was able to spend a lot of time with, with my dogs, you know, I, I, I'm super attached to them and I, I have to leave them all the time. So I got to actually just be with them and honestly just be with my family. I never see them because we're touring. So those are the positives, <laughs> you know, with COVID. Yeah. I mean, um, of course, last year I did have the opportunity to go to uh, a three-day music fest, but that uh, was that that was uh, authorized by by some miracle because it was damn near canceled. And wow. I, I will tell you, I mean, they had hand sanitizing and they s- encouraged social distancing. But once the sure. bigger acts hit the stage, nobody was social distancing. And, no. and no, I, nobody was wearing masks either. And you, you want to know how many confirmed cases of COVID came out of that? How many? Zero. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. I, I mean, they were either not reported or as for me, you know, I didn't even go and get tested when my daughter came up positive and I started having symptoms. I said, what's the point of getting tested? I, I know I've got it, you know, and I, I, it really didn't hit me that hard where I feel fortunate because not everybody else has had, uh, was as lucky as I was when I caught it, you know. But still, <laughs> yeah, I mean, zero confirmed cases, however. Was it passed on? We'll never know. <laughs> right, for, for sure. But I think we have so much literature now about it that people kind of know what to do and, you know, the protocol put in place, you know. I, and I always say the famous words, if you're sick, stay home. <laughs> Oh, I liked what uh, Gordy's phrase was at Highway 30. He said, if you're, if you're sick, stay home. If you're scared, stay home. If you're going to be an asshole, stay home. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So um, coming up uh, now in the future, looks like uh, your agenda is full. And fingers crossed this Delta variant doesn't put... put uh, a roadblock on you, but uh, talk about what's coming up for you and your uh, upcoming agenda. Sure. So we're actually going out on the road for basically close to two months with um, Pombi Christ, King 810, and Heartsick. Um, we will be out with those guys for basically close to two months. Um, granted, if the world doesn't implode by then. <laughs> um, so we will leave uh, first date Rochester, New York on September 19th. And basically we'll be home just a couple days before Halloween. So we are just over the moon and so excited to be a part of this, you know, tour. Oh man. A Halloween show featuring you would be something else. 
I listen, I played Halloween shows. I love Halloween. And it's so funny. Usually for Halloween, I dress normal. Like dress like a demon all year. So it really like trips fans out because I come on stage and they're so confused. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, happy Halloween. Here's me normal. Oh, you got to so have... I, I was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's quite all right. I was just going to say I would love to do some kind of cool Halloween show. That's basically it. I got to have those eyes in is what I was about to say, though. <laughs> I love those eyes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Every time I, I talk to somebody, this is the famous tagline I get. I usually get, I'm turned on and I'm frightened. <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, that's usually what I get from men and women. They're usually like, I, I can't look at you or I'm very turned on. And, I, and I'm just like, okay, I, I don't know how to take that, but I'm going to just say thank you and walk away. <laughs> but there, you know, if there's anybody I'd like to see you uh, tour with or share the stage with, it'd, it'd be a band out of Florida called uh, Sister Kill Cycle, who I really like. Of course, they're very, very similar and often confused with Marilyn Manson. I, I actually think they're better than Marilyn Manson, if you ask me, though. So. And Marilyn Manson's canceled now, so we we need a we need a new kind of Marilyn Manson. So maybe they can, you know, step into that arena. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> now I gotta I gotta ask you the stumpers. This is something my former co-host started, and uh, I keep it going just for him. Questions uh, sure. that'll, that'll make you think a little bit. Okay. So, so let's say that Reign of Z has just hit the jackpot, has hit pay dirt, and you're you're topping the charts now. You're going to go on a big nationwide tour. Going to go coast to coast, maybe into Canada, some into Mexico, travel globally a little bit. You have three opening slots of bands or musicians you'd like to have open for you. Who do you pick? And it could be anybody past or present. Oh, man. <laughs> Told you. I know. I, I mean, there's bands that I would die to tour with, but, like, I I have to go, like, blue collar. I would definitely say my guys in Darker Than Fiction, um, my guys in Heartsick, and honestly, like, Andrew W. Boss, because I, I've toured with those people and I know that they're good people and they put their heart and souls into it. So I, I would have to give the tour to them. All right. Good. Well, you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> so, uh, good answer though. You, you want to, you want to pick the other underdogs and that's great. I do because the I always tell people the un, the the underground bands are the bands that need mm -hmm. all the financial support and love and I can't stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. Absolutely, and of course uh, because you you have got uh, the opportunity to perform with Andrew, um, does that mean that you've also uh, made it uh, out west as well? Um. So Raina Z actually did a little West Coast tour a couple years ago. Um, we played the whiskey. Uh, a go-go? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my second time. Um, I played there with a band prior that I was involved in, but with Raina Z. And 
we're obviously going to be out on the West with a Combi Christ tour, but, uh, and I lived on the West coast. So, um, I love the West coast and I miss the weather. (laughs) Um, I look forward to going back out West and, you know, going new places and stuff like that. So I can't wait. Absolutely. Well, you uh, should definitely let me know, um, should you make it to Salt Lake, between Salt Lake City and Boise, any anywhere in those areas, yeah, you got to let me know and I'll try to make it because obviously, you know, that's where I'm very close to. Absolutely. I mean, I will definitely check our Combi Christ schedule and see all um, and make sure I have all the dates. I don't know if there's still dates being added or you know, things are so up in the air and who knows what this Delta thing, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that we can still go. <laughs> yeah. Then again, I don't know. There's uh, two, there's a lot of people saying, um, that, uh, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know often to how much I can uh, agree or disagree there, but, um, you know, they don't, a lot of places um, are willing to take the risks so they don't uh, crash their economies and uh, just basically ruin people's lives because we can't, we can't go on like this forever. No. And I, I unfortunately had so a couple close friends of mine that took their life during COVID because the isolation and stuff. And it's just, I'm a big advocate on mental health. So I, because I myself suffer from really bad depression and I, you know, we as people need to be connected to things. So I, I just hope, you know, whatever this is, is we can get over this hurdle and, you know, move forward and, you know, people can have what brings them, you know, joy. Yes. Yes. And uh, you and me both, I, I've suffered uh, from, from depression as well. And, uh, you know, and I've got fa- I've got a family member who's uh, very very bipolar. My ex wife was bipolar, and as w- as was the rest of her family, and and none of them have sought help. So, so um, thank you for standing up and uh, showing how how much how real mental uh, uh, what the mental depression and and. Uh, how real it is because a lot of people look at it and uh, they they think that it's bullshit and it's not it, it's it, i always tell people this is because i deal with this in my daily life you know a broken arm you can see but you can't see a broken brain and i think that's why you know and i, I don't even want to use the term broken because it makes it sound negative but i just mean in the sense that you know you're dealing with something and I I'm always a big advocate to like, you know, support charities or like anybody who's, you know, passed away. If they have like a GoFundMe, I always try, you know, I, I always say we're a working class band. So I, I donate the little bit that I can to a, a GoFundMe every month to somebody who needs it because I don't think mental health is taken seriously at all in the United States. And I think a lot of people look down upon it and, and they shouldn't. And the only way it's going to get fixed is if we talk about it. Yes. Yes, indeed. So anyway, we I don't want to get into that depressing subject, <laughs> pun intended. 
Um, but uh, so getting back to the subject of touring, uh, for you, uh, where would you say that dream stage is for you? Where would you absolutely love to play? Anywhere here in the U.S. or anywhere globally? Is there a place that you just absolutely love to play? Staples Center in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the first time I, I got that answer. Really? Are you being sarcastic? I can't. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm serious because okay. my usual answers are uh, are are like Wembley Arena, or Madison Square Garden, or even Red Rocks in in uh, Colorado. But no one said the Staples Center until now. Oh, the Staples Center has so much history. You know what I mean? Like I, I tell the story all the time, but like when you set foot on the Whiskey A Go Go stage. Like, especially if you're a musician and you've played it, you, this might resonate with you. You feel all of those artists that have been there before you. And there's just so much history and energy. And it's almost like performing on a museum in a way. And I I feel the same way about the Staples Center. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. So um, remind me again, uh, what, what are the dates for the, for the upcoming tour that you're uh, talking about? Sure. So we start September 19th and then we finish, I would say like uh, probably a week before Halloween, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tentatively, yeah. I still I still don't have all the dates yet. So this is all I always have to say tentatively or allegedly. Yeah. Now I can't I can't rem- imagine uh, once uh, once the restrictions were lifted and everything uh, after COVID, um, how excited you were to hit the stage. But um, I I just got to get your opinion on something here. Um, because I like I said I watched that uh, concert that 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 you did on, uh, on YouTube or some, something you did online for your fans there, which a lot, a lot of musicians were doing at that time. But, um, had somebody else saying, well, the best concert experience is watching it on YouTube. And uh, of course me, I've been, I've been to quite a few festivals and, um, you know, I, I went and watched, uh, Poison over in Hershey, PA, with uh, Cinderella, and uh, oh wow! Oh, I mean, I'm going to tell you because because I, I was a kid during the '80s and '90s, and um, it wasn't only the the hairstyles that brought back the fond memories, not only the tunes that brought back the fond memories, also that smell of hairspray just took me back, you know, to junior high, and it was, <laughs> that it it was crazy, yes. But, um, you know, I mean, yeah, you can watch something on YouTube or you can watch something on television, but uh, that doesn't give you at all the experience and the energy of going to a live show. Yeah, I, I mean, with that specific individual, like me, I, I would have to politely disagree, you know what I mean? But I, obviously they they feel that way, I guess, for a reason, but you know, anytime my, one of my 
favorite bands comes to town and just to see them in person and hear them and just have that interaction and, and feel all the music in your body. You know, you, I mean, you can turn the speakers up as loud as you want at home, but I mean, when you're there, you're feeling everything in your body. I, I just don't think you can, you can't even explain it. It's like a religious experience, <laughs> like not to be weird, but I, I mean, that's the best way that I, I feel like I can put it into words. It's, it's just, it's like an outer body experience. I always tell people like music venues and like performing is my church. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Your sanctuary. Yes. Yeah. I mean, as for yeah. me, like like I said, you know, when I was at that Poison concert, I felt like I was 16 again. You know, I mean, obviously <laughs> it, it's it's fun uh, being, being uh, old enough to drink beer and all that now. Um, you know, but... Uh, I mean, childhood memories are just priceless, and, and to bring them back and and to get more energy too from it, you know, just watch those bands and listen to them perform. That you know, which I never thought I would do because they uh, poison never came to my my neck of the woods at that time. Metallica did, uh, but uh, poison did did not, you know. And I and I did at that time. I really wanted to see them in concert and. Of course, well, I get I got the opportunity when I was 32, which I wish I'd have had that experience when I was 16. But hey, I'll I'll t- I'll take it at 32 as well, and <laughs> it, it was just amazing. Well, and and you nailed it on the head. You were like, you know, I remember them when I was 16, and like once again that's like such a powerful thing with music is it stimulates memory, you, you know, and you, you can't, it's so cliche with me saying it through the duration of this interview, but you, you can't put a price tag on that. You can't, you can't, there's a reason why you hear and recognize music when people have dementia. It's just, it's just something so incredibly special that you, you just can't describe. So you nailed it right on the head just by describing it. That makes me wonder now if uh, one day I catch dementia and somebody uh, puts on Metallica or something and I start banging my head and snap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might go viral if that ever happens. <laughs> oh, I know I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 love that. I love that visual. Not the scenario. The scenario is very sad. But I like the visual. Yes. <laughs> All right. And one final question. Yes. So let's say a group of kids ages 15 to early 20s approach you and tell you they're going to start a band. They want to break in this business. What advice do you think you'd give them? Oh, God. Do you want, do you want the kind answer or do you want the realistic answer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me your sick answer because it's going <laughs> to because I have a feeling it's going to be good. <laughs> well, I, I would just tell them, I said, you need a lot of money. <laughs> okay. You just need a lot of money and a lot of patience and a lot of hearing no. And I hate even saying those things, but those are like the honest things that I think a lot of industry people don't talk about. It's kind of like the un, the unwritten secret that a lot of industry people won't talk about is you need a lot of capital. 
you need a lot of patience and you need to be prepared to hear a lot of people tell you no. Oh yeah. Hey, rejection is, is a good thing though. Or take it as a good thing. Take it. I mean, I always said, let your haters be your motivators. Cause you know, I mean, uh, considering the different guests I've had on this show and the different topics that I talk about, cause I go into a wide range of different topics. I mean, from music to entertainment, politics, comedy, and all of it, you know, let your haters be your motivators. That's what Howard Stern did. And that's what made him successful. And there definitely are, like, I, I, I always tell people, I was like, people either really love us or they hate us. But I always say, I, I see that as a positive because it sparks emotion. And that's a good thing. There's nothing worse than somebody watching your stuff and being like, who is that band again? But if you, if you spark an emotion out of somebody, be like, oh, I really hate them or I love them. That's good. You're sparking an emotion. That's a positive thing, regardless yeah. of however you look at it. I mean, you get rejected. Just, just think of it as a way. Okay. I'm going to improve what I'm doing. I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to the drawing board and I'm going to work harder and I'm going to show them that I can do this. That's the best way to approach that. Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it's just countless, like, and that's why so many artists don't make it until they're in their late twenties or thirties or even forties, because it's just having that right person look at you and say, I'm going to take a chance on you. You're worth it. I'm not going to tell you no. You hear 10,000 no's before you hear one yes. <laughs> yep. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. So. Got to got to deal with the with the rough if you're going to get the smooth. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, Z. I want to thank you very much for your time. And uh, before I hit the upcoming music set, where I'm going to play three more of your songs, uh, why don't you give yourself a plug? Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find Raina Z? You got a website out there, social media, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Absolutely. So the, the main hub for us is brainofz.com. And um, that's basically where you can get everything and anything. Um, you can find us on Instagram on Rain is the official. And then you can obviously hear my dogs go nuts right now. I was going to say your babies. <laughs> you, can, you can also, here, let me see if I can. You can also get us on facebook.com slash reign of Z, and those are like our primary hubs for us as far as you know information on shows and you know what's going on with us and all that all right well once again i really appreciate your time <laughs> it sounds like your children are calling you <laughs> oh my god yes they always have something to say and it's always in the most inopportune times so <laughs> i appreciate that thing Thank you so much for just taking an interest. I mean, I appreciate your time as well. Well, also, I mean, if uh, when Shona brings so someone forth to me and says, I never tell her no. Um, even even if the the music uh, doesn't really uh, d doesn't really fit my liking, I st I still, you know, it's. I mean, when I do this show, it's not about me. So. 
Well, Shauna's not the type of woman to tell no anyways. So, <laughs> so I think I think you did a good job because she she definitely I I would never tell her no and I say that with the utmost love. <laughs> I've been dealing with Shauna for 4 years and I do not regret it. I mean, she's an awesome publicist and uh, and uh, knows where the talent is. She really does. I just I have to give her a plug like she is one of the hardest working publicist and she really does care about her artists and that's really rare in the industry so like huge shout out to her absolutely absolutely well hey once again thank you so much and uh and uh best of luck to you in your future endeavors thank you billy you too all right and there you have the interview with z of reign of z now we have the music set coming up. Got three more songs by Reign of Z. Plus, we got two new tracks. Uh, one new one from Colby Cooper. Another new one from Chino XL. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. And if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
Hey, Ma, what's for dinner? Well, we have beef teriyaki with steamed broccoli and fresh cauliflower with steamed rice with teriyaki sauce. And for dessert, we have some yummy fruit and yogurt. Mmm, it's good. Why not skip the yummy, yummy, healthy bullshit and just eat some Tide Pods? They have fast-acting yummy goodness immediately after you bite them. And you won't have to worry about being hungry again two hours later. Or perhaps for the rest of your life. So stop with all the healthy bullshit and put the fun back in dinner. And join all the memes online with Tide Pods. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. If you actually do eat these, you are a dumbass. just happened I thought we were on the same road in the fast lane right there on the same page then it all changed and all I heard you say was it ain't you it's me you deserve someone better so this is how it's gotta be girl you ain't seen I'll just stop you right there Cause all I hear Are excuses About everything that we had And why we had to lose it Yeah, some bullshit that you said About how we fell too fast, too hard We just break each other's hearts And all those reasons why you said you had to do
weak and pagan that I sacrifice after all to the heroic character that I drew every hours before its own offer. Yeah. I am coke and plastic, dastardly, drastic, awkward, dark, sulfuric acid that will not give your family an option of having an open casket. Got all. Jailed in a Bastille cell, bleeding and left to die. Escape the major face that's thickened like Tom Cruise with vanilla sky. The earth is cursed with sin. Can't converse with a clergyman, go to them hurting in. Take a pick they more interested in fucking you than nurturing. Niggas are sick and trying to get exposure. Folks say they get kicked like a man that is locked in an ostrich enclosure. Phantom of the opera spin, helicopter, John Landis could have landed. My verses should be on cursing films the way they are expressed and delivered through death's language. The only thing y'all are consistent with is the inability to create lyrics that are interesting. Sadder than an Ira Vera drowning incident. Hop of the time machine, legitimate, throw mommy a life raft. I'm well armed like a Thulu's chin when it comes to the love of the craft. Crazy! Stop lying about your tour careers. Your sold out shows, your fans must be disguised as empty chairs. I murder every living being listed inside of the human phylum and use the sacred alphabet of the Kabbalah to become a violent, mighty golem. Since the orphanage in the dark forest been scribbling the raw sewage So you're crossed off subordinates I'm dismembering your body in four segments yeah. With the sword of a sworn whore porcelain sorceress To your organs give longitude, latitude, your corpse and limbs okay. The random note I can app your family, your rotting coordinates yeah. Over the head of many when I'm script designing Basically my success has been crippled by my own refinement If they had a university to teach what I achieved on a microphone It'll take 800 years and 9 lifetimes to pay back that student loan Get the fuck out of here I often drift when I drive Staring at the vanilla sky They've been against me but I'm still alive still here, still here. What you hearing is that vanilla sky
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men men again.
Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, the shit, fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. USAC, the United South Africa Coalition, and Neutronics, IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Reign of Z with, dis- say this right now, dysmorphia. Before that, Chino XL with Vanilla Sky. Before that, Raina Z with Reflections. Before that, Colby Cooper with Excuses. And starting off the whole set, Reign of Z with Whispers in the Walls. All right, in just a little bit, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with Vicki Davis. She's out of uh, right here in my neck of the woods, Idaho. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Megan Rapino. Yes, <laughs> so we, in, later in the show we'll have the Steve Solution going to be talking more about the Olympics. But of course, this woman, this complete total fool was focused more on her activism and looking like a jackass, kneeling during the national anthem just like Colin Krapernick. Yes, except this is a white woman with pink hair, and <laughs> it looks ugly as sin, too. Um, yeah, ashamed to be an American? Well, that, okay, well, and the words of Tom McDonald, we're ashamed of you, too. <laughs> All right. Anyway, enough of that. It is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with Vicki Davis. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car, and we decide where it should go, and by what route, and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I want to welcome somebody out of my neck of the woods right here in Idaho. I want to welcome Vicki Davis to the show. Vicki, how you doing? Hi, fine, thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you very much for joining the show. And uh, um, I don't know if we're going to have an, have the full amount of time to talk about everything that uh, we'd like to talk about, because you know how these conversations go by pretty fast. But uh, yes, you've uh, you've been keeping a close eye on the way uh, things are going, the way our nation's going and all that. Uh, to, I kind of want to focus more on our area, on the state of Idaho, the area we live in, and uh, um, start off. Uh, where where do you think where the state of Idaho is heading? Well, I think it's 
the the only difference between Idaho and the rest of the country is that our population is smaller. We're uh, closer to our politicians and what's going on, and so we see it more up close and personal than um, other other states where they have bigger population centers. So I think that the country seems to be going towards communism. Oh, and I'm most really definitely. very worried about that. Most definitely, yes. I mean, uh, more and more. I mean, ever since the election, we've just seen more steps towards a totalitarian regime. You know, as, I mean... If that election wasn't enough to scare anybody, I I don't I don't know what else will. I mean, um, it, D- Donald Trump clearly clearly won the election. There, I mean, he won the debates hands down. It was a it was a slaughter. Yeah, it was no contest whatsoever. I, you know, for for uh, them to say that Joe Biden won it is just absurd. I mean, it was, he, he was clearly in dementia. I mean, he has dementia. And nobody in their right mind, I don't think, would actually vote for him um, except for the people that belong to the Democratic machine. You know, and I thought for quite a long time that really <clears throat> the only difference between the politicians, whether you elect a Republican or a Democrat, is in who gets the money. You know, what team gets the money gets to say who gets the money. And so, but aside from that, our government is so loaded with uh, programs, and they never seem to review the programs. They just go on and on and on. And so... um, There there are so many programs that that are funded by Congress just as an automatic thing. And so you have this beast of a management system that keeps getting funded every year, and it finally reached kind of what I would call the tipping point. Yes. And and they are taking, taking over management of the people in this country as if they are cattle in a herd, in a herd to be managed. And I, I really think that this whole pandemic thing was the planned takeover for the final piece of management through public health. Yes, yes. Um, of course, I this uh, these reports on this uh, Delta variant, I mean... I mean, viruses mutate. It happens all the time. It's been happening since the dawn of time, you know. And and uh, the the vaccine. I I refuse to get the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. You, there, nobody's going to make me take it. Um, you know, it it's just not happening. It it it. I will. I I utterly refuse. And I don't care how scary this. Delta variant is because I had COVID. I mean, let, let's face it. Getting sick is a part of life. It's not a pleasant part of life, but unfortunately, it's something like death. 
It's something, it's a bridge that we're going to come to. We have to cross it when we get to it. I've been, when when I had COVID, it honestly wasn't that bad. Now, I can't speak on behalf of other people because I know uh, that some other people have not fared as well as I did. I had a sore throat. I had a headache. I, and I lost my sense of smell for about a week. That was it. I had colds and flus much worse than that in the past. And it's that, you know, if they had a real vaccine for this virus, they'd, they'd have a vaccine for the common cold, which they don't. This, this shot they want you to take, whether it's from Johnson & Johnson, whether it's from Pfizer or whoever, there's something not right with it. And, uh, you know, people are dying from it. Somebody else had magnets sticking to them when they had the jab. Somebody else went to the veterinarian and they and uh, the scanner for the dog's chip read where she got the jab. Wow, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing stinks, uh, you know, from beginning to end. And I'm with you. I'm not going to get the vaccine. There, there's no way in hell that I would take their vaccine. Well, because it's not even a vaccine. It's a modifier of your DNA or RNA. And so um, I I don't know what's wrong with the people who are taking it. You know, there's no amount of convenience in the world that's worth your life, okay? And all of these so-called vaccines they were all authorized under emergency use. They're not even really approved for use. So they haven't really been tested in the normal way that medicines have been tested. And the fact that all, all the states that I know of have passed legislation giving liability protections to, to anybody who participates in the, in the vaccination program for these vaccines, I mean, that, that ought to just be a huge red flag for people. Vicki, I want to read something to you. Now, this is, these, uh, this is from a song that was written back in right, the early 90s. It's from a metal band called Biohazard. And, of course, the song itself may be a little too intense uh, for, for uh, anything you prefer, but uh, listen to this. This is what uh, was at the beginning of the song before the guitar riff started. Population control. The only alternative left was to increase the death rate. No one wanted to pick people out of a crowd and line them up for execution. Neither d- did they relish the possible consequences of an enraged public upon discovering they were being systematically murdered. A very short but very deadly global war was contemplated. Something that had something else had to be done that would be, uh, excuse me, would absolve the decision makers of guilt. Something that could be blamed upon Mother Nature. The answer: a synthetic biological agent, an agent that does not naturally exist for which no natural immunity could have been acquired. The United States population was infected. The vaccine was administered by the World Health Organization. Now here's the end of it, the the real kicker. 
whatever causes AIDS was in the vaccine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Whoever wrote that really understands what's going on, don't they? Yes, yes. Uh, that, that was back in the early 90s. I, I first heard that song oh, probably about four years ago, and uh, it's it still gave me goosebumps. I couldn't imagine hearing it for the first time today. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that would be. That would be a wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, you know, I kind of uh, stumbled onto what they were doing to our health care system because I, I was researching highway legislation, of all things, and um, I discovered that in uh, the early 90s, Senator John Glenn made a request of the GAO to, to do a study to see uh, what the cost-benefit would be to nationalization of our medical records. Well, you know, that stopped me dead in my tracks um, because the only reason... Oh, and, and it did say for medical research on the first request, it did say for medical research. Um, after that, they uh, came up with a different excuse, you know, efficiency, cost savings, all the, you know, standard pablum they give to people. But the initial reason was for medical research. And uh, then uh, in 2007, um, there was a meeting of the National Governors Association, and Mayo Clinic and IBM did a, a presentation to the governors. And they were talking about a system, national medical records, and personalized medicine. Well, the only, you know, by definition, personalized medicine would be experimental every, every for every patient it would be different i mean and i'm not i'm not really uh for for you know i'm against cruelty to animals but isn't that why they have mice and guinea pigs <laughs> <laughs> well you know PETA is pretty pretty strong a pretty strong group and so they wanted to take animals away from uh, medical research. So, yeah, let's just go with live human research. And with nationalized medical records and medical researchers oh, far away in universities, they, they, that's where they, they came in with the AI-type medicine, you know, so that they could diagnose your problem and prescribe based on your body chemistry. They don't even need to see you. You know, they just analyze your, your chemistry. Uh, by the prescribe way, something. By the way, since you mentioned PETA, I just want to quickly uh, let them know that hunting season is around the corner. I'm, I've got my license. I'm getting my deer and elk tags. And uh, if you want to come over for dinner and find out how good venison really is, you're perfectly welcome. But anyway... <laughs> Hey, when, when I was growing up, if we didn't have wild meat, we didn't have meat. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's the way it was in my house. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's nothing better than venison. 
Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, sometimes it'd be a little maybe, maybe a little antelope. <laughs> maybe a little tough and gamey at times, but hey, it's better for you than some uh, cow that they've let aged and uh, put on a ton of fat. So, yeah. oh, my dad always butchered our own deer, and he took absolute pains. You have to get all of the all of the fat and all the sinew off the meat. And most of these commercial processors won't do that. So you got to do it yourself. Otherwise, and, and if you do that, then the meat is just wonderful. If you don't, then it's gamey. And that that's another thing I want to bring up, too, that I've been talking about for a long time is, um, you know, we look at the health rate of the uh of the United States, and uh, according to John B. Wells, says that the United States ranks, what, 37 in the world? And uh, let's take a moment to think about this. You go into the supermarket, uh, you go into, well, Walmart or Fred Meyer or uh, Smith's, Kroger, whatever, Albertsons, and, uh, you know, what is affordable is a bunch of processed foods and candies and fatty foods that's not good for you, and all the healthy foods, the vegetables, the lean meats, and all that is just be, through the prices through the roof. And I think that yeah. that too is part yeah. of a system, you know, to to disable American citizens, get us fat and obese, get us, uh, you know, diabetic, and have all kinds of other problems. Yeah, and and. The processors use things like the high fructose sugar, which I think is why there are so many people that are so grossly obese. When I was growing up, you, you, seeing a person who was obese like that was not common. You know, there were a few, but not, you know, not very many. And now these young people, that's what just kills me is these these young kids that that are grossly obese. Well, also, and you, why? You know, they're well, they're they're not getting the proper nutrition, and plus, they they've got an Xbox or whatever, you know, just to keep them on their butts and not on their feet. And go out and get some exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, just looking more, you know. T- um, I got to tell you, it was almost a year ago that I had a debate with a uh, conservative lefty, or excuse me, uh, not a conservative, a progressive lefty out of Boise. And uh, one thing he did here on my show is he was encouraging people from California and Oregon and all that to leave where they're at if it's too high high crime. Come over to Idaho because we need to turn the state and uh, a lot of the Californians, I'm like my, my neighbor who just uh, who just moved, and he's been on the show a couple of times. He um, he left California because he he was there from the old days when California was probably the reddest state on the USA map, and he's tired of what California had become. So he came to Idaho to assimilate. This man who's lived in Boise his whole life, who's uh, progressive lefty wants more people to come over here and encouraging immigration so we can turn the state. And I just have to ask you, are th- things sadly going in his favor in your book? Oh, no question about it. 
Yeah, uh, the government programs that I was talking about, the uh, uh, Urban Renewal Zones and Community Reinvestment Act and the Economic Development Districts, all, all of that federal money that flows in uh, for, the, for the redevelopment plus the social programs that go with it, all of it is based on the level of poverty. So it's in their interest to create poverty. And how do they do that? They do that by importing people from the third world. This is, this is how I figured out that it's working. You know, somebody may want to take issue, but, you know, if they do, then you show me, you show me the way that, that it's working that it doesn't work that way. But um, when they import people from the third world, it obviously increases the level of poverty. The level of poverty goes up, the amount of federal dollars coming in goes up. And those federal dollars all go to this socialist network that is called, you could, I'm calling it community. And that's community as a proper noun because it's like a full set of management um, programs to manage the society. Yeah, Vicky, so, oh, go on, go on. I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. It, it's in their interest to create poverty is what it, what it amounts to. Well, well, Vicki, I don't know how much you know about the country of South Africa. Of course, I have been there a very short period of time, and I have a lot of friends there, and I have done very thorough research on what's going on in South Africa. Now, keep in mind, I am not pro-apartheid, and I, I think, uh, you know, that, that kind of segregation that they had uh, during the 80s was ridiculous. However, the original idea for apartheid was a good concept because... The uh, Kosa and the Zulu tribes are constantly killing each other. And, uh, of course, um, some white people were getting in the way of the crossfire and getting killed. So they said they, the, the white government did step in and said, look, you, you two can't behave yourselves. You go to this corner. You go to that corner. And, uh, you know, so apartheid wasn't originally meant for separating black and white. It was meant from s separating tribe from tribe because they couldn't stop with their bullshit. I mean, sorry, this show's uncensored, but <laughs> they couldn't stop with that. So they had to come up uh -huh. with, a, with a concept. And over time, South Africa became what they called a second America during the apartheid regime, had a very strong economy going. Um, you know, the first ever heart transplant was done in South Africa and, uh, of course, people can sympathize with that bastard Nelson Mandela all they want, but he, you know, and I looked up to him for, for a period of time, too, and I thought he was somebody to model after, come, come to find out, you know, he was a terrorist bastard who had bombs set off that killed more black people than white people, mind you, and, and then he comes out of prison and he, um, you know, becomes president it, you know, he was he was in prison not for standing up against the apartheid government, but because of the people he killed. That's why he was in prison. Then he comes out and becomes a the president of South Africa. And I do agree, you know, the black people there do deserve the right to vote. 
you know, and of course the ANC government, who was hand in hand with the uh, South African Communist Party, you know, they they ate it up and got the got the crowd to believe them. Now people have been voting for the ANC ever since. ANC being African National Congress. Um, now South Africa has become. Uh, it's become a third world crime ridden shithole is what it's become. And I hate to say that because, uh, you know, there are people I love there dearly and I, there's hope for them. But we saw it start in uh, Zimbabwe with Robert Mugabe and now South Africa, of course, of course, uh, you know, the old phrase, you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And that's exactly what's happening. And they're, you know, they've run the economy into the ground. They've, the infrastructure is decaying. Now they want to do something, and I and Americans need to pay attention to this. And I I want to get your take on this in just a second, but it's called land expropriation without compensation. So they're going to take take land away from white farmers who basically feed not just the country of South Africa but the whole continent of Africa. So they're going to they're going to destroy the breadbasket. That uh, you know they're going to bring on a famine that's that's going to be of epic proportions there, but uh, you know and it's expropriation without compensation doesn't just go as far as owning land. If you own a house, you you have any assets. Let's say your you have your grandfather dies and, and leaves you a uh, hundred thousand um, dollars. Doesn't matter. Um, the government can take that if they if they want to. You know, and uh -huh. I've I've got an uncle who who owns two uncles. Both of them own property. They they you know one owns a ranch, the other owns uh, bought his twenty acres. You know, I'm this I'm scared. This is coming to the United States. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, as a matter of fact, that um, that's part of the communist. System. You know, you just take take whatever whatever you want. I mean, that's what the government takes it and then it hands it out to um, the constituents of whoever is the elected person who who was able to get it. I mean, you know, stealing property from people is. Um, that's the communist system. I just don't know what to say. That's why people were so shocked about the Kilo decision. Because in effect, what um, that town in Connecticut, I think it was New London, uh, what they did was they stole the property of that woman uh, um, to give to Pfizer. Because Pfizer could, according to what they said... Pfizer could make the highest and best use of that property. So the fact that that woman had owned that house for a long time and it was a prime piece of real estate didn't make any difference. You know, uh, the decision was Pfizer got to keep the property because that was a decision of the local um, manager. But that decision, um, actually, they kind of did us a favor with that because... Uh, in Idaho, they passed a law saying that the local officials could not use eminent domain to take property from a private citizen and give it to a corporation. 
Well, there's also one other concern, and I don't know if you're if you remember this or not, but uh, up in northern Idaho, we had that that inmate who mutilated his penis so so he could go transgender or t- transsexual, whatever this this ridiculous thing going on here. Um, go go into a woman's facility, and uh, they were gonna tr- uh, one of the judges on the Idaho Supreme Court was going to push it through saying, yeah, the taxpayer, we'll, we'll do that on the taxpayer's dime. But then Brad Little came in, one of the one of the few right things that he actually did said, oh no, the taxpayers are not going to be responsible for this. But then of course the federal Supreme Court stepped in and said, oh yes, you are. And here we are now we're paying for this thing to this pedophile who that's what they were in jail for in the first place to have a sex change operation and go into a women's facility, you know? So we got, we got this going on and that, that critical race theory crap that's going on. And, you know, Oh, now they want to take the sex off of the birth certificate. So the child can grow up and decide what gender they want to be. Yeah. It, it, it's all calculated to um, screw up our society, as far as I'm concerned. It's war on American culture and American society. <clears throat> and how does that happen? It happens through those international agreements that our government negotiates and signs in the way of treaties and then... Uh, They'll sign a framework agreement, and then they will just modify it by signature of all parties. And so, you know, our our government participated in the U.N., and in 1972, I think it was, they had that uh, human rights uh, conference over in Sweden. Well, in those conferences, they have all these high-minded ideals. You know, equal rights for everybody, um, no matter how perverted and how bizarre, you know, whatever, it's supposed to be a global universal thing. Well, there, there is no such thing as a global universal thing. Um, we have different standards in this country than people do in, um, say, Central Europe or in Africa or in India. There is no such thing as universal values. Um, in, in Saudi Arabia, they cut off your hand if you steal. Okay, well, that's not our community value. That's their community value. But they, they pass these UN um, agreements, conventions, and whatever, and then our Congress actually implements those as close as they can and then they incrementally change them. And that's what, that's what they've done with the human rights and um, this uh, transgender equity and, and all of that. You know, they're trying to implement a universal definition of human rights. But they don't count on how many, how many rights of other people are stepped on when you give human rights 
equal rights to somebody who is aberrant. And some guy that wants to cut off his penis is aberrant. <laughs> I say let him suffer the consequences of his own stupidity, but that's just me. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think some other people will agree with me. Especially well, so. yeah, I don't, I, I don't care if he cuts it off, but I certainly don't want him. He's still a him. I don't want him to go into the ladies' room where I go. He's still a him. <laughs> I, I, I love the way you think. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And not only that, but uh, you know, now there. I saw somebody else trying to start a movement and they were saying pedophiles are people too. Oh well, yeah, they are human beings, I will say, but uh, they're sick individuals and I'm sorry, A. I can only think of uh, a couple of cures. Number one, I, uh, number one is a bullet. Well, we can't really go that far, can we? But we could exile them. I don't know. <laughs> we can we can exile them to a private island, you know, pedophiles and rapists and all that. Supply supply them arms and let them take care of each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, years ago, there was a case of a a woman whose son was raped and assaulted by a, a pedophile. She shot the bastard, and I I was just yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Well, another man who caught a, he was, I guess he was having a, a family get together, a wedding or something. And uh, I guess uh, he caught somebody who was there with his daughter, um, just barely start uh, getting started with whatever sick act he was going to do. And uh, he lost it and beat him to death with his bare hands. And uh, his, oh he, my goodness. He, ad he admits his intention wasn't to kill him. His intention was to protect his daughter, of course. Uh, I mean, he just he just lost it, you know. I mean, when that when that happens, you know, you bring out the mama bear or you you just bring out the beast in somebody and all they see is red. And uh, I'm yeah. uh, the the insanity plea does should actually work because you you get to the point where it's it's not a matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of protecting your children, and that's all all that was. And he he felt bad that he he actually killed the man. I I, I and I question why. I wouldn't feel bad if that happened to me. But um, but you know, and th then of course, uh, there here come the progressives. He needs to be charged with murder, first degree premeditated murder while, the, of course, he's in the state of Texas, and the state of Texas is like, we sympathize you, case dismissed. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, that's as it should be, because um, it, if when you're worried about your children, temporary insanity is a real thing. <laughs> you know, you get between any animal, pick an animal, get between that mother and those babies, and uh, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're as good as dead. If, you're as good as dead mm -hmm. if you do that. Yes. Yep. Yes. But the, see, that's how far um, how far off kilter our society is. Um, lawyers have been empowered, and well, and this whole community 
structure, this communist network that they have set up, um, a big part of the problem with our Justice Department is that people are allowed to be tried in public. You are tried and convicted in the media. Hmm. And um, that that shouldn't be. You know, that <sighs> just shouldn't be. Uh, no, but I tell you and what. Lawyers, I'll tell you what, though. I, I'm, I'm all for bringing back a public hanging. Now, the trial should be private, yes, but I am not against a public hanging. I, well, I'm not against it. I probably wouldn't watch it, but, but I'm not against it. Well, as lo- I mean, it used to be that, uh, you know, we saw some, if, if there was a future wannabe criminal seeing a current criminal dancing at the end of the rope, it kind of took the wind out of his sails. Well, I think I'm going to pick a better career choice. Yeah. Well, and this whole, um, whatever's happening to our society, the, the, the cultural cannibalization of our society, law enforcement isn't working the way that it, it should work. You know, they, they, they almost have the police too uh, afraid, in some cases, to, to enforce the law. And then um, once, once the policeman gets really angry, then he goes kind of nuts, you know. And I, I've told people that it's kind of like, you know, if you screw around with cops, it's kind of like teasing a pit bull that's on a chain. If he gets off that chain, he's going to kill you. You know, so don't do that. But people don't seem to grasp that. You know, you there's only so much crap a person can take, you know, before they actually lose it at some point. Absolutely. And it's like with the police, too. I mean, it's now proven that a white police officer cannot protect a black person from another black person without being a racist. Oh, boy. Well, that that whole racism thing is part of the cultural cannibalization, and that they are um, actually going after the, uh, the structure of our nation-state. Under the, the paradigm of global governance, they don't want nation-states anymore. You know, nation-states were defined under the Westphalian system of states that was, I think, agreed to after the Thirty Years' War in about 1648 or something like that. And what these globalists want to do, they want to eliminate the nation states to where you have regional economic zones and cities. And that's it. That's your, that's your whole structure. And that's why our southern border is being invaded. One world government. Yeah, and under the World Trade Organization, people that people can move freely across borders um, if they are here to provide a service. Yes. Okay, a service is a job or a person. Okay, that's why. That's why in that immigration hearing the other day that. his, he used to be governor. Now I think he's uh, Secretary of Agriculture of uh, Vilsack. I can't remember. From, uh, yeah. yeah, from Iowa or somewhere. And he was talking about 
um, we, we need these workers. Well, you know darn good and well, as soon as you legalize a Mexican that's crossed the border, he's not going to go work on a farm. Why would he? If, if he could go get a decent job, farm work is hard work. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, so. You know, Vicki, I really hate to say it, and I don't mean to cut you off, but we're almost out of time. But one thing I want to get to uh, before we conclude the segment is uh, you, you have an interesting website out there. I've checked it out and some to care, care to take a couple minutes and share that with the listeners. Okay. Yeah, my website is called thetechnocratictyranny.com. And um, I've been building it since about 2015. It has lots of articles on it. But I also have another website called channelingreality.com, which is my older website. And it's all research. I'm, I'm not a journalist. I'm an analyst, systems analyst. And so all of my articles are from the point of view of a system. I write very few articles on people. And, and it, you general, in general, you won't find very many subjects on my website that are being talked about in the whole mainstream media. So if you're looking for something different, um, my website is it. Hey, just uh, something there to, you know, not from the mainstream media, but uh, but from an everyday citizen, a patriot, who, um, you know, is just a, basically, like you said, uh, you're you're analyzing the situation and uh, basically uh, some of it, yeah, forming your own opinion and stating some facts. So, yeah, I, I say keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for having me on your program. Absolutely. Vicki, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I know there's it seems like there's not enough time in the world to talk about this stuff, but, uh, hey, I just say this, uh, you know, we um, – we are Americans. We, we as Idahoan Americans, we are strong. We got to keep our head up because I'm I'm not going to say there's there's no hope left because there's plenty of hope left. It's just a matter of those of us that are strong willed um, need to get need to really get it together, form that courage to stand up to these monsters and say we're not going to take it. Yeah, and I have to say I'm really proud of the large percentage of Idahoans that are doing just that. Absolutely. And, uh, mm -hmm. and they work at it every day. So. Yes, indeed. Well, once again, I want to thank you very much for your time. We'll, we will have to speak again in the future. So you, you take care and God bless. Okay. Thank you. Anytime. All right. There you have the interview with, Vicki Davis, and uh, it's time for the next music set. Coming up, we have Shana G, going to be followed by Scars of Life, New Breed, and Jesse Howard. Since I mentioned Tom McDonald earlier, I guess, yeah, got Tom McDonald in the lineup, and going to end the set with Padded Room. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart?
You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Trauma. Don't depend on pills. Find a permanent solution, a transorbital solution, in just 20 minutes. Originally pushed underground as an alternative therapy, the lobotomy is a safe, fast procedure that snips a couple of troublesome nerve endings in your brain. Afterwards, you'll be completely brain dead, like everyone else in the state. Perfect for consuming our culture-free lifestyle. Just as there's a permanent surgical solution for solving that hunger in your stomach, there's a surgical solution that solves the anxiety and hunger for answers in your brain. The San Andreas Lobotomy.
last of a die What happened to the soldiers that stood up for something Instead of all these punk thugs that's no good for nothing All these sissy ass crybabies that wanna play the victim They just do it for attention, better pull up your damn britches boy. I ain't saying that I'm perfect, but I refuse to be worthless So I choose to keep on working on myself as a better person and you're the type that'll talk bigger Big shot with a soft chin Oh fuck boy, better calm down when you talking with some grown men You're the type that got loose lips You show a gun but don't shoot shit You ain't hard but don't do shit Fuck you and your crew, bitch You're the type that'll go to jail Then call your girl up raising hell Talking about you knee canteen Tell that dude to go fuck yourself Especially what he did to you For that bullshit that he put you through Lying, cheating, put his hands on you Fuck that dude, you too damn cute Don't waste your time on a fuck boy Don't spend a dime on a fuck boy Don't sit and cry for a fuck Boy, never ride or die for it. Fuck boy, this is for my soldiers. I'm showing love and all them good old boys raised on shotguns in the backwoods by the rivers and the creeks. Man, we practice what we preach. We the last of a dying breed. This is for my soldiers. I'm showing love and all them good old boys raised on shotguns in the backwoods by the rivers and the creeks. Man, we practice what we preach. We the last of a dying breed. We the last of a dying breed. We the last of a dying I'm the type that don't speak a lot Don't ask for much and don't need a lot These pussy boys, they everywhere God damn, I done seen a lot They call the cops every chance they get They want the smoke but can't handle it You call the cops on me, boy Better tell them to bring an ambulance Cause I'm the type that'll handle mine If you want some too, better stand in line I've been ready for that bloodshed I'm a bloodhound from the Florida pine I'ma tell you once, you pussy boy I don't fuck around, you better know this Come to my house without a doubt I'ma hit the out this whole clip Or if I'm buying groceries And you fuck boys try to approach me And I got my kids with me you Better act like you don't know me Just walk on by slowly Might turn me back to the old me When nobody could control me I don't never call the police I do not play that bullshit If I say shit then I do shit Might fuck around and go stupid On you fuck boys and lose it Don't waste your time on a fuck boy Don't spend a dime on a fuck boy Don't sit and cry for a fuck boy Never ride or die for a fuck boy This is for my soldiers I'm showing love and all them good old boys Raised on shotguns In the backwoods by the rivers and the Man, we practice what we preach. We the last of a dying breed. For my soldiers, I'm showing love and all them good old boys raised on shotguns in the backwoods by the rivers and the creeks. Man, we practice what we preach. We the last of a dying breed. We the last of a dying breed. Yeah, yeah. We the last of a Man, you can't support shit, you about as sorry as it gets You got a pocket full of dope, you need your fucking ass whipped You better feed them damn kids and quit taking all them pills Better find your ass a gig and try to catch up on them bills And if your girl do the same shit, she lame as fuck too But you the man of the house, so I still blame you Don't waste your time on a fuck boy Don't spend a dime on a fuck boy Don't sit and cry for a fuck boy Never ride or die for a fuck boy Don't waste your time on a fuck boy Don't spend a dime on a fuck boy Don't sit and cry for a fuck boy Never ride or die for a fuck boy (laughs) Yeah man, we the last of a dying breed, baby Come on, come on this is for my soldiers, I'm showing love and all them good old boys raised on shotguns in the backwoods.
woods by the rivers and the creeks Man, we practice what we preach We the last of a dying breed For my soldiers, I'm showing love And all them good old boys raised on shotguns In the backwoods by the rivers and the creeks Man, we practice what we preach We the last of a dying breed We the last of a dying breed If you lie to the government, they'll put you in prison But when they lie to all of us, it's called being a politician You think taking guns away will save our kids from the killings But you're pro-choice, abortion kills way more children If America's so terrible and racist It probably isn't safe to encourage immigration Just saying, all the contradictions are embarrassing You know who hates America the most? Americans Trigger warnings used to be on TV for seizures And now they're everywhere to protect millennials' feelings He, she, his, him, hers, them, they Screw a pronoun, cause everyone's a retard these days here I'm preaching at the protest that hatred's the problem But hating straight men, white folks, and Christians is common Coca-Cola telling people they should be less white They preach intolerance, but if you disagree, they fight There's a race war here, elections based on fear Black lives only matter once every four years Soldiers died for this country and every one of us benefits Give welfare to the bums and forget about the veterans Black folks and white folks divided by the news But we are all the same, we are red, white, and blue Ashamed to be American? Okay, that's cool Cause honestly, we are all ashamed of you too yeah. Color so fake, oh no The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes Whoa, you can't make us see it your way No way, gasoline and propane More flames, oh no they set us up to fail, that's what they built the system for Put an ammunition shop across the street from a liquor store Empowering women used to be different than this before The role models got OnlyFans or dance on a stripper pole Screw it, I ain't tripping, I don't mean to be mean But if our children are the future, then our future is bleak They take an Adderall to focus, hit McDonald's to eat They're addicted to phones and they take Xanax to sleep They blurred the lines dividing communism and democracy In 2021, we paid the Patriots as Nazis The men playing women's sports get trophies for winning Like, great, let's celebrate a man for beating some women If you're black, your life matters, you're supposed to embrace it If you're rich or you're smart, then you're probably Asian If you're gay, then you're brave, all of that I'm okay with But if you're white, the stereotype is you are a racist Blaming capitalism like that's the reason things are tough While you tweet from an iPhone and sip on a Starbucks You're supporting what you stand against, you don't think you are But a Percocet addict don't donate money to pharma Damn dog, we're all afraid to speak the truth And the more afraid we get, the more we hate the ones who do You're ashamed to be American? Okay, that's cool Cause honestly, we are all ashamed of you too Y'all are so fake, oh no The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes Whoa, you can't make us see it your way No way, gasoline and propane More flames, oh no no more we can all get along, but there's no stopping Everybody's wrong, that's a real problem They don't want to hear it, but they still talking Soon enough, we running out of options This ain't gonna end till it's in the coffin We ain't gonna be friends till we try to squash it I don't know how we can make amends or we drop it Snowflakes melt when it's hot, kid Y'all are so fake, oh no The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes Whoa Make us see it your way, no way, gasoline and propane, more flames, oh no, no more snowflakes.
Incorporated, the United South Africa Coalition, comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. USAC works to inform world leaders of the present-day conditions in South Africa through documents, news reports, images, videos, publications, petitions, and witness statements to unite with South African leaders to bring meaningful assistance to people in South Africa to educate and develop trade schools to improve the quality of life in South Africa, to enact employment laws that are fair and equal for all in South Africa, and to work on trade development projects to improve South Africa's economy. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit USAC.com. 
www.thepatriotmedia.center. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one size fits all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. USAC, the United South Africa Coalition, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Padded Room with Everything's a Lie. Before that, Tom McDonald with Snowflakes. Before that, New Breed and Jesse Howard with Last of the Dying Breed. Before that, Scars of Life with Water in My Hands. 
And starting off the whole set, Shana G with Getting High. Sounds like a good thing to do right now. <laughs> All right, so got about a half hour left of the show. That means it is time for the Steve Solution. The best advice I can give you, if you've got a good job, stay in it. If you are, in fact, in a position where you have a decent job, don't fuck that up. And if you are not in a great job, keep looking. And when one comes available that you are qualified for, or even close to qualified for, go apply, interview, do whatever you can to get into a better position. This is The Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. Hey there, boys and girls. What's going on, Billy? Hey, I got no complaints. How are you? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be twins, and I'm obviously lying. <laughs> All right. All right, so before we jump into part two of our Olympic coverage, I did want to give everyone a quick reminder, in addition to the regular ways to contact uh, the show here at Outlaw Radio, if you want to contact me directly, you can obviously do so at the Steve Solution, all one word, at gmail.com. Or if you want to be featured on the show or just want to leave your thoughts by your voice, you can feel free to give us a call at 1732-962-4842. That, of course, is 732-YO-BITCH. <laughs> Yes. And speaking of bitches, you have a cunt of the week, don't you? Well, I, I've already announced that uh, before, right around the second hour, so for the idiot of the week, yes. Um, oh, cunt, yeah, right, yeah. idiot of the week, sorry. Well, I, I, that cunt of the week also fucking fits this bitch pretty good, too, as much as I really hate using that word. That's exactly what she is, uh, Megan Rapone, or Rapino, or however you pronounce it. Um, yeah, I mean, taking a knee like Colin Crappernick and all that, but, you know, I've already stated what she does, and the whole world knows what a fool she is, but there's more. Let me clarify what I've referred to her as the cunt of the week. When I use the word cunt, because I, I know that there's going to be some listeners out there that get offended by that word. Now, it's not that I'm, you know, I care about offending people. I offend people on a daily basis. But when I say cunt... I do it in like the British Australian version of saying cunt. They use it basically as a fucking pronoun. Oh, you fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, God, they use it to God knows. I don't know. A lot more than Americans do. <laughs> right. And that's what I mean. You know, when I use that particular phrase, if I'm using it in the other man manner, I typically, you know, go with the, PG version or the PG 13 version of see you next Tuesday. Oh God. You know, that kind of reminds me, Steve. I remember too. There was this, this one British girl that I remember. She, I don't know why uh, she felt the need to uh, go on YouTube, do a video or not on YouTube on Facebook and, and announced that uh, she had to pee and she, so bad, and then she realized uh, there was no toilet paper, so she had nothing to wipe her cunt with. That's exactly what she said. Well, you know, it fits. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> at least we're not so you, we're not hearing from some transgenders trying to say that when they've actually got a dick. <laughs> well, it, it's yeah, you know, that's their 
that's their boy pussy, as they, as I've seen it called <laughs> online. And they refer to it that when they say boy pussy, they spell it B O I. Oh, are you fucking serious? I swear to fucking God. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, uh, to the to the Olympics, what is happening? Well, right now, uh, I mean, it's going pretty well as most people uh, would expect. Um, as far as you know, total number of gold medals uh, right now, China is in the lead, uh, not by a whole lot. They've got thirty-eight gold medals. 29 bronze, and this course is at the time of this recording. Uh, 17 silver for a total of 84. So, not bad. Ranked uh, by, you know, number of gold medals, they are ranked number one. Ranked by total medals, they're ranked number two. Followed very closely by us here in the good old U.S. of A. We have 33 gold medals. 36 bronze, 30, uh, 32 silver for a total of 101. So by total number of medals, uh, we are definitely you know outshining. Next, oddly enough, is Japan. And they are way down on the list. 24 gold, uh, 12 bronze, 16 silver, I'm sorry, 12 silver, 16 bronze for a total of 52. Uh, by total, they're actually at number five. And Great Britain follows them with 19, 20, and 21, respectively. And I don't know what the hell uh, ROC, I'm guessing that's Republic of Congo? I think so, yeah, that'd be Africa. Right. Uh, the Republic of Congo is uh, number five as far as gold, but number three in total with uh, 17, 24, and 22 for a total of 63. Australia behind them uh, with 17, 6, and 21. Uh, I'll stop giving the total count here, but after that, you got Germany, Italy, ne uh, the Netherlands, France, New Zealand, Hungary. Interesting one to me is Canada's way down at number 13. And I guess that shouldn't surprise me so much for the Summer Olympics because Canada's always like number one through three for the Winter Olympics. I mean, obviously, given the climate. Uh, so, but, yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I just got to throw this out there really quick, too. You know, shout out to Gable Stevenson. I mean, he did an awesome job in winning the gold in men's wrestling. And uh, he's not afraid to fly the American flag. Oh, you got to appreciate it. An American athlete that actually fucking supports his country. Yes, and, and the the other lady, too, is in uh, track and field. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the two athletes I'm talking about are black. And they're not woke. They're, they're not afraid to fly the American flag. They are setting an example for many of you to follow, but you want to go with this wokeness bullshit. Yeah, the in interesting thing, on uh, the last piece I want to bring up uh, as far as, you know, the medals is the last place. And I'm looking right now to see exactly what the fuck they actually won or a uh, bronze medal in ranked out of all 83 uh countries participating in the Olympics. 
the Syrian Arab Republic has one bronze medal. And of course, my computer is deciding to be slow right now. So I guess I'll get back to that in a minute once the page finally loads. But uh, you mentioned something after uh, uh, Megan Raponi, Rapunzel, whatever. Repul um, repulsive? Yeah, repulsive. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Because her look certainly repulses me. You said there was something else to add besides her taking a knee? Uh, no, it's just that uh, she's she's all about uh, the Crappernick movement, you know, and looking like a fucking idiot. And, the, you know, it seems like they focus too much on their so-called activism than actually getting it together to win a fucking gold medal. And then they're disappointed because they didn't win gold get your fucking act together you didn't focus on the gold you focused on the racism and the white supremacy and the anti-transphobes and all this wah, wah, wah bullshit yeah I get that oh by the way page finally loaded. So, the uh, at the time of this recording, anyway, uh, the bronze medal that uh, the Syrian Arab Republic team won. Uh huh. Women's table tennis. I did not even know that table tennis was a hat. It was. It's been an Olympic event for a Why? long time. I know. I know. It, I mean. It or ping pong as we best know it as, and it's been a part of the Olympics. For, uh, I think since the mid eighties, it's been a, it's been in there for a long time, actually. You know, I will take. I mentioned you know last time around that fucking skateboarding. You know, some bullshit from the fucking X Games. I. Do not think that is an Olympic event. I understand it takes a certain amount of athleticism and you've got to be in good shape to do it. But any event where baggy jorts and a backwards baseball cap is the attire, fuck you, that's not an Olympic sport. Oh. Secondly, something that I, you know, that you know, families in the 1960s kept on their back porch or in their rumpus room. Yes, I said rumpus room because I was referring to the 60s. Uh-huh. That's not a, that is not a goddamn sport. Okay. By the way, though, there is an Olympic sport that I have no problem if, uh, if men that want to identify as women or vice versa, or transgenders, whatever, want to compete together on an equal stage, it's okay for this event. And you know what that is? Table tennis? Uh, no, a skeet shooting. You know, I'm fair with that, but again, I, I, I don't consider that an Olympic sport either. No, I mean, if you uh, skeet shooting, I say that takes some skills. I mean, if you want to make it more uh, competitive, do it with a rifle and not a shotgun. That would obviously be the preferable one. What? Uh, now, the only 
you know, shooting sport that I would consider a proper Olympic sport. Uh, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it's my favorite winter Olympic sport. And that's the one where they fucking ski and then stop and shoot some shit and ski some more. <laughs> There's at least some athleticism involved. <laughs> I, like I mean, quite frankly, skeet shooting old Bubba down the road could probably qualify for fucking Olympic skeet shooting. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, uh, don't think you have to be in tip top shape. You just got to know how to accurately fire a shotgun. And again, you don't know how to, you don't even have to know how to accurately fire a shotgun. You just got to be pretty goddamn close because it's a shotgun. <laughs> and well, you, you got to be strong enough so it doesn't knock you on your ass when the, or, yeah. or fat enough. Yeah. Now, the, the, those things are not sports. However, something that is an Olympic sport that I do want to talk about. Now, this uh, is a young lady that has won, uh, let me double check, four Olympic gold, uh, four-time Olympic gold medalist, considered uh, up until very recently to be quite possibly the best gymnast on the planet. Her name, uh, she's a U.S. competitor, Simone... Uh, Bylas? Bylas? You're talking about the one who dropped out? Yes. That, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about her. I can't really tell you much. Uh, the only thing I can really, you know, definitively tell you is, you know, she's an enormously talented gymnast. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, for a certain period of time, uh, she was being hailed as the best gymnast on the planet. Okay, cool. So she gets to the Olympics. I'm sorry. I've got uh, my, uh, I've got a webpage here just to have a, you know, few facts in place. And there's a fucking pop-up ad for the goddamn L word that shows up, which is just fun. The L word. Uh, It's a Showtime show about lesbians. So I keep seeing, you know, hot, hot chicks kissing each other, which is, you know, it's all right by yeah, me. I don't start jacking off. We don't want to hear that. Who said you hear it? <laughs> hey, that, there are sounds that come with it. Nobody wants to hear it. So. Uh, not a lot of sound. It's only four inches, but, you know, somebody, <laughs> some women like it that wide. <laughs> That's a- I've been waiting. I've been waiting to use that joke for weeks. I, I've been using that joke for the last 20 plus years. I just recently heard it and I just, I've been <laughs> yeah. waiting for an opportunity to use it <laughs> anyway. Um, so, you know, she shows up at the Olympics and basically, uh, you know, fucks up right off the bat. Uh huh. So she decides to essentially drop the fuck out claiming a medical issue. Mm-hmm. So when they finally pinned her down for an interview, she said that, no, physically I'm fine. But quote, once I came out here, I was like, no, the mental is not there. So basically she came out there, 
fucked up and was told, hey, by the way, you're not the best. And she's like, well, then I'm going to take my ball and go home. Yeah, What a fucking cunt. You know, I've seen that too in in the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, there uh, season three of the Ultimate Fighter. There's this fighter named Tate Fletcher, who um, in his fight in the preliminary rounds, he he lost b- by a decision that uh, you know he he his opponent got lucky. The ju- the judges gave it to him because because uh, Tate Fletcher clearly won that fight, and then. Um, here we are in the semifinals, and Tate's got an opportunity to fight again because one of the people who advanced had to drop out due to injury, and he decides he doesn't. Oh, I'm I'm not mentally into it. It's like it's like uh, you know you fine. Yeah, he's basically you know an amateur MMA fighter trying to go pro. Okay, cool. This woman is a fucking Olympian gold medalist. I don't get how you can sit there and go, oh, God, I'm not the best in the world, and I just don't want to play anymore. You know, Ronda Rousey really ripped into her ass on, I think, on social media for, like, you know, because Ronda Rousey, I mean, we all know her from the UFC and the WWE, but uh, a lot of people don't know is that uh, she... She was a silver medal Olympic judoka. Not to mention the hottest woman that I would never, ever say anything bad about. <laughs> well, how about because how about Gina she Carano? could fucking... Okay, there's two. Yeah. The two hottest women I would never say anything bad about ever because they could literally kill me with their bare hands without trying. <laughs> and I could hold my own in a fight, but they would fucking destroy me. <laughs> and I would probably love every minute of it. <laughs> oh my God! Now Stevens well, Stevens letting us know his fantasies here. What being put in a leg lock by either of those two? Hell yeah! <laughs> hell hell! They can they can probably uh, grab your dick and stretch it out, uh, and uh, you'd love every minute of it. Well, shit! Strong as they are, I'd be three inches longer. <laughs> That being said, this uh, Simone chick, how how vain do you have to be and how fragile is your precious little world that because you went out there and you didn't put forth your best performance, probably because you walked in there thinking to yourself, well, they call me the best in the world and tried to phone that shit in and the Olympic judges went, yep, eh, yep, eh, fuck off. Nope, sorry. Goodbye. Or that, uh, yeah, kind of that uh, my shit don't stink attitude. Right. And then when you lose, you're like, I'm just not mentally there. Fuck you. If you're good enough to make the Olympics, and I don't care if you're a man, a woman, uh, an it, a he, a she, a they, a we, um, a fucking smurf, I don't know what the fucking proper terminology for everything is anymore and I don't fucking care how in the fucking hell do you become that mentally weak Steven what happened to the to this right here I mean for me and I'm pretty sure for you and anybody else with a brain in their head that would compete so 
You go in there, you're the best at what you do, and then you, f you go into a different competition and you find out somebody's saying, hey, he's better than you. My, my response would be, well, let's just find out how good they really are. Exactly. That used to be, fuck, not only the American way, but since we're talking about the Olympics, that was the trademark of an Olympian. Oh, you think you're better than me? Guess what? I'm going to bust my ass even harder. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do better to prove you wrong. Now that this is an Olympian, my feelings got hurt, so I quit. <laughs> and this bitch fucking represents my country and my flag. I mean, I think the proudest one we can think of and I can't remember the name of the uh, Russian wrestler, but uh, I remember. Rusev? Huh? No, no, he wasn't in the WWE. Oh, my bad. But uh, no, this guy was an amateur wrestler from Russia who, who won title after title after title, match after match after match, and then, um, you know, but then he started to age, unfortunately, and a farm boy from uh, Oklahoma beat him. Far boy from Oklahoma, you say? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But Who was that far boy? I can't. I can't remember e either wrestler. But uh, hang on, I'm going to Google this. Hang on. Well, I mean, I don't know about a farm boy from Oklahoma. I do know that you know. Again, Simone quit because she got all up in her feelings, and that's really bad. That's so sad. I'm so sorry. Uh, but as I mentioned last time around, in the 96 Olympics, there was a young man that, out of Pennsylvania who won a fucking gold medal with a broken friggin' neck. Oh, yeah. That is an Olympian. Okay, uh, the guy's name, uh, Gardner, the, the person he beat uh, from Russia was Alexander, if I pronounce this right, Carolyn, K-A-R-E-L-I-N. That's uh, Russia. It's probably... Rolling, but whatever. Uh, the, oh no, that can't be right because it says one and zero for the Greco-Roman heavyweight gold medal. But uh yeah, but it said beating the un unbeatable Carolyn U.S. farm boy. Yeah, this uh, this was in two thousand. So this was actually the Olympics twenty one years ago. It would have been twenty years ago had thank you COVID. Well, I mean, technically, the Olympics' own website, even though we're holding this in 2021, they are still calling it the 2020 Olympics. Oh, yeah. Which, I guess, tells me that we're not going to have the 2025 Olympics. We're going to have the 2024 Olympics. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and plus, we get the you know Zeta variant by then, and you know, we cancel it again. <laughs> Because we've already got the Delta, and uh, I think they said something about the Lambda variant. I don't. Uh, I've actually stopped. I stopped a long time ago reading COVID news. Well, you know what? Taking it, let's just what it truly is: moving from the Greek alphabet to the phonetic alphabet. It's Bravo Sierra. All of it. Well, I'll agree with that. Anyway, Pretty much say uh, you can go with the you know classic World War II saying snafu, situation normal, all fucked up. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Simone Bliss, I, and I don't. I what do we have? About uh, ten minutes left. Oh, a little bit less than that. We got about uh, got six I, minutes left. <laughs> I, it just it, this chick just kills me. But I will say this: you know, I've got my criticisms of the Olympics and some of the events, you know, like skateboarding and table tennis. But as a whole, uh, you know, you look at our medal count. As always, as you know, as it should be, United States number one. Why? Because our athletes, for the most part, are fucking athletes, and they don't sit there and they don't take their knees and they don't get all caught up in their feelings. They go out there, they do their job, they kick ass, they take names. Unlike you know the people of China who are actually in total numbers, shit, they're like what, uh, 18, 19 num medals down. And that's pretty much because, you know, the Chinese Olympic team members are told, you go out there and you win or your life is going to be fucking hell when you come back here. So yeah. obviously we're, we are doing great things and, uh, it's almost over and thank God. So I can go back to, you know, not caring about the Olympics for another three years. Oh wait, we've got a, we've got the winter ones in two years. So or I next year, I haven't given a shit about this one. I haven't watched any of it. This is the first year. I'm really not paying. I'm paying zero attention to the Olympics. Uh, pretty much the only things that uh, have caught my eye is what comes on the news when I watch it. Uh, aside from that, uh, uh, often after work, I'll you know stop by. Uh, my favorite watering hole, uh, oddly enough, a bar called The Office. I love that name. That's what drew me to the place. Just because, you know, their little billboard says, I'll be home in a little bit, honey. I'm at The Office. <laughs> I thought that was a great name for a bar. And it's a nice, cozy little bar. I can still smoke in there. Uh, but they had it on TV and, you know, I go in there and have a beer or two before I head home and it's on, but that's literally all I've watched and it's in passing. Yes. But before we finish up, uh, completely aside from the Olympics, matter of fact, I'll go ahead and close those windows because they no longer matter. There is a particular, and this is completely off the Olympic topic. Uh, there is a video sweeping YouTube, much in the same way uh, a good 10, 11 years ago. Um, you remember that uh, Friday song by, uh, what the fuck was that uh, girl's name? Black, Rebecca Black. I don't remember. You don't? Okay, well, a lot of listeners will. It was one of the most horrific fucking songs in the history of songs. There is a, uh, I believe she goes to UC Berkeley, a woman named Sarah Brand. That's S-A-H, uh, or no, S-A-R-A-H, sorry. It's actually trying to get my computer to cooperate. Sarah Brand, B-R-A-N-D. 
thank God for a weird, crazy feminist chick, but uh, released a video called Red Dress. And she's a beautiful woman. She wrote the song, recorded the song, did her own background vocals, uh, wrote and directed the music video, which is nicely done. All right, we got two minutes. <laughs> it is one of the most god-awful songs ever, and it has literally millions and millions of views. The thing that catches everyone's eye on it is it is so bad that people think it, it is actually a social experiment because she is um, – a sociology, uh, I think, major. So people are thinking this is actually an experiment. But I'm telling every single one of you listening, go to YouTube, look up Red Dress by Sarah Brand, and try not to laugh your ass off is all I'm saying. <laughs> it is that fucking horrible. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to give my reaction to you next week, Stephen. All right. All right. Well, tell the folks at uh, Cold Cock Whiskey I'm enjoying their product, and uh, you know they can feel free to send me a case so I can turn more people onto it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, what's on the agenda for next week is yet to be determined. Just keep an eye on the Outlaw Radio Facebook page, and uh, you'll find out. We're gonna. I would actually suggest to everyone, please send in your ideas for topics because <laughs> we'll be happy to talk about them. Yes. Absolutely. So we're going to end the song with The Darker My Horizon, their song all about going to a strip bar called Spit. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sounds like some broke back mountain shit. No, it's it's uh, meaning chew you up and spit you out, and that's what a lady at a, at a strip bar will do. <laughs> yes. I was just thinking of that scene in Brokeback Mountain where Heath Ledger just, you know, looks at his own palm and he'll I don't want, I don't know. I've never seen that movie. Never watched I've it. never seen it either. I just, I've heard a comedian mention it. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band? Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast? Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution. The High Ion Bio-Key Quantum Scalar Energy Pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be 
sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. We're here, I am sitting on a porch, writing another song. like me man can't you see because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song the outlaw song George Jones Can't go wrong 